0: Hey Michlalat! It's Lindsay here. Welcome to the Modcast Podcast. What a treat that I got to share some Torah with you all again. I really miss you all so much, and I'm so happy to be here with you all. I hope your weeks are all going well, and Happy Thanksgiving if you're listening on Thanksgiving. Um, Maybe you're currently eating turkey or hanging with your family, but wherever you are listening to this, good for you that you're spending some time listening to some Torah. So this week I wanted to share an idea with you all from Parik Yidbet. Um, I wanted to focus on a specific part of this Parik where it tells us, "Hushia Hashem, ki gamar chasid, ki fasu emunim mivnei Adam. Shab yidabru ish esrei Shvas, vas halkos believe believe yidabru. Yechras Hashem kos fasai halkos lashon mida beres Hashem, give help. There are no more kind people. Nobody is faithful anywhere." Everybody tells lies to his neighbor. Their words sound good, but they're not. HaKadosh Baruch Hu cut every tongue that tells lies, shut every mouth that boasts, and do this to everyone that says what we say will make us powerful. We will say what we like. Who will stop us? This is talking about people who definitely have some sort of gaiva. So I wanted to talk about the Mida of anava, which is the opposite of gaiva, which means humility and it's such an important media to have so first i want to bring this point forward by sharing a story that i heard the visitor from hungary stopped a passerby on a street in the town of Lazensk with the request can you please direct me to the home of the great rabbi elimelech the man raised his eyes in astonishment you mean to tell me that you journeyed all the way from hungary to see this rabbi of lisensk have the exaggerations and embellishments about this man traveled that far already I know this rabbi Eli Melch personally, and I can tell you that there is nothing exceptional about him. I'm afraid that you've wasted your time and money on these silly, silly rumors. The visitor was just outraged. You lowly, despicable man, he cried. What do you know? You obviously have no understanding of anything holy and spiritual. Still fuming, the visitor stormed off. Later that day, when he entered Rabbi Elimelech's study for his appointed audience, he nearly fainted with shame and remorse. The man he had derided earlier on the street was none other than Rabbi Elimelech himself. With tears in his eyes, he begged the Rebbe's forgiveness. Why are you so upset, asked Rabbi Elimelech. There's no need to apologize. I told you the simple truth, and everything you said was also true. From this, we see just what a special enough person that Rabbi Elimelech was. And he didn't have to make a big deal that he was indeed the rabbi that the visitor was looking for. And we see another place in the Torah where Anova is seen in Parsha Yitro. But before I say that, I think you all know the story of the Goldilocks and the three bears. It's like a classic story. So there's a little curious or naughty girl named Goldilocks. She came to a house in the woods where three bears lived. The house was empty, but there were three bowls of porridge on the table. One was too hot, the next one was too cold, but the third one was just right. It wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. Then she tried their beds, and the same exact thing happened. One bed was too hard, the next one was too soft, and then the third one was just right. And finally, the bears came home and saw their house a little messy, and they found Goldilocks sleeping in that just-right bed of the baby bear. She was scared and startled, and she jumped out of the window and ran away. And that's the end of the story. So, it's definitely like a silly old story, and everyone knows that. But, as the Bal Shem Tov says, there's a lesson to be learned from every single thing. So, there's a popular... So, back to where it is in Parsha Yitzroh. There's a popular medrash on Parashat Yitro that describes HaKadosh Baruch looking around for the best, best venue for the giving of the Torah. One mountain said he was the tallest, another mountain said she was the most beautiful, but Hashem chose Harsinai Sinai because of its humility. It wasn't the tallest, it wasn't the prettiest, but it was humble. The altar Rebbe asks, if looking for humility, why go with a mountain at all? Why not choose a valley instead? That's a great question. The rabbi explains that humility doesn't mean to be a doormat. Humility is compatible with a sense of pride and confidence. You could have two. You could have both. They go hand in hand. A healthy self-esteem is a balance between the extremes of arrogance of Gaiva on the one hand and a lack of self-respect on the other. There's a Goldilocks point in the middle that allows for confidence and pride, yet is filled with humility. So, a mountain like Harsiné was just the perfect spot, not too lowly like a valley, and not too haughty like the mighty mountains. Har was just right. Humility in no way means self of esteem, low self-esteem. According to Rabbi Cook, actually, the first, who was the first chief rabbi in Eretz Israel, said that we should conduct ourselves with a nava. But, at the same time, we should consider ourselves to be of high worth because of our great qualities. And we all know that Hashem gave each and every one of us an impeccable toolbox that makes each of us great in our own way. Um, and life is difficult. Bal- we, it's a difficult balance between maintaining humility and nurturing our self-interest and competitive impulses. And the ancient rabbis were much more concerned with overconfidence and arrogance than in being too accommodating with others. Because being being kavodik, be, being arrogant, is our nature. That's just what our instinct is. So... When we go against our nature, it's just that much more incredible, and the reward is so great when you're a humble person. Rabbi Rav Wolbe says that, as we all know, that Moshe was the most of person in the entire world, and Rashi defines an of person as someone who holds himself low and can endure. Rav Wolbe says that the direct translation of savlanus, which is patience, which is a branch of Anaba, is to tolerate and to endure. Rahu Ravobi compares it to a person carrying a very, very heavy package, and he just keeps going, and he doesn't totter, he doesn't drop them, and he just doesn't wobble. And being sovel, well, being patient, and being humble means that there's something heavy on me, and I can carry it, whereas getting angry or having gaiva is like dropping a package. It doesn't mean being a doormat, it means being no say, which means being a carrier. Our voter through life is to be a no-say. No-say everyone around you carry and lift everyone around you and have a sort of calmness and a demeanor of Anava. And just like we said before, that Moshe was the most unoff person in the entire world, and that's the only reason that he was able to be a great leader of the Jewish people. This is because the more humble someone is, then the greater the leader, because alma person doesn't really have any interest in his, in his, has no interest in his own honor, power, and self-aggrandizement. The humble person serves those he leads. And if there's a guy with a leader, all he's worried about is himself, and not the people that he's actually supposed to be worrying about, which is, which is the people that he's leading. So what good does it do for him to just worry about himself? No good. And each of us definitely has the ability to grow, and to work on ourselves, and to become better, and being more humble throughout our entire lives. I believe in each and every one of you. Whether you just got a good grade on a test, and want to tell everyone. Or whether you just got your driver's license and you're showing it to everyone. Maybe think about the girl who didn't get a good grade on the test. Or the girl who didn't pass her road test on her first or second try. And she's still yearning for that license. I know you all are amazing and have amazing pure neshamas. That would never mean to hurt anyone. But you all have the ability to hold back and be a beautiful of woman. And you have the potential to, to hold back from hurting someone. I think that's a great... Great thing for everyone to possess. Also, if you have humility, then living with that, with what you believe to be right is more important than what others others think of you. A humble person is not really affected by social pressures and peer pressures, and they're not moved by different norms of the society, and, like, humility is really the foundation of what true independence is. And, like, who doesn't want to be free? And another excellent test of being humble is the way that we treat others of lesser abilities than ourselves. Ask yourself, do we treat them as inferior or are we able to admire others for the strengths that they do have? Like for example, let's say that you're an incredible artist. You are the best artist in your entire grade. So a girl comes up to you, not knowing about your talent and she shows you her artwork that she worked on for four weeks. When this happens, you have to stop You have to stop and think to yourself, hmm, I know that I'm definitely better than her, but what about Pablo Picasso? What about Michelangelo? They are much better than me, and I will never ever get on their level, no matter how hard I try. That's what you should think of before you start start telling this girl that you're so much better than her. There is always going to be someone better than you in where you are in life. So if you're having trouble having a novel with your friends, think about the person that is indeed better than you. And that will definitely help humble you. I know that that's what I try to do. And not only that, but there's another thing out there that can most definitely humble you. Just look outside. You're walking in the fall now. And as you're walking, I mean, it's almost winter, but like in the fall time, you're walking there. You're walking outside. And as you're walking, you're kicking the leaves on the sidewalk. Isn't that fun? I I love kicking the leaves. <laughs> You're breathing in the brisk, fresh air of the fall, and you're seeing the beautiful colors of the leaves, and you're thinking, why do the leaves fall down? So you say, well, it drops its leaves, that's all. Just like you drop something that you're carrying from the store. Nope. Nah. You drop it because you're a bumpkin. But a tree drops leaves because it's a scientist. Hashem created this tree. A tree has to drop leaves with the utmost planning and precision. You should know that inside that little twig, there's a phototimer. A clock, it's beautiful. There's a clock inside of each twig, and that clock measures the length of the day, and as the sunlight becomes less and less, then the leaf goes into action, and abscission cells are formed, certain cells that act like scissors, and they get busy cutting off the leaf. But did the twig have any sense? Who made that photo timer? And therefore we see Hashem and the leaves on the ground. You can look at a tree and say, why is it that on this tree, I look up and I see that the branches never grow one underneath the other. You never stop to look at that. Think about it. Well, never does it happen in a tree that one branch grows directly underneath another branch. Go look outside. One branch is like this underneath the branch that goes like that in a different direction. Why is that? Because the tree is choosing an opportunity to get more sunlight for each branch so the next branch shouldn't be in the shade of the upper branch. Also, to give more shade for the people below. All the trees you'll ever see, will you ever find one branch directly under the other? Nope. Never. So you see the Hini work of Hashem. Hashem put into this nature, into the tree, a wonderful system. And this just shows how tremendously big HaKadosh Baruch Hu just really is. He thought about all these minute details and by showing how big a Baruch Hu is, this shows how small you really are, how humble you must be. And for more, when you look at your own hands, you'll marvel at the arrangement of the joints on your fingers. When you bend your fingers inwards, do you feel any cracking of the bones as they rub against each other? Nope, no sound at all. A perfect design. It's lubricated in such a way that the bones aren't wearing each other out by friction. And why is it that your fingers can only turn in and not out? That's something to think about also. Fingers can't bend outwards, only inwards. Isn't that a remarkable thing? Because when you put a load on your fingers, when you're holding a box or something heavy, if your fingers could bend the other way, then the thing that you're holding would just drop down. But now, you can hold your finger stiff. It locks in place, and it can't turn in any direction except up. You study that, and you begin to see wonders and wonders and wonders, just how big Hashem is, and just how small you really are. And as growing people, Yiddishkeit teaches that we must be humble to make room for growth and to become the people that we are destined to become. Nobody's ever supposed to stop growing, although you know who the person is that does that? The one who is arrogant. The one who has gaiva, who feels that she knows every single thing and feels and doesn't feel the need to learn more because she thinks that she knows everything. If that happens, then she doesn't see a reason to grow anymore. This girl has to quickly, quickly, quickly fix her mindset and take off her gaiva glasses and switch them to, to her anava glasses so that she can continue growing. And I want to leave you all with a bracha, that in mir tashem, you should all be able to be no say and carry and lift all of those around you while keeping your head low and being an anav and be the most amazing girl that you have the potential to be and reach unexpected heights while at the same time, keeping to your values, and having Anova the entire way through. And I want to give you a bracha that you should all put on your Anova glasses when you wake up in the morning, and that you should never, ever switch your Anova glasses for your Gaiva glasses. I want to thank you guys so much for this, and I'm so happy that we get to continue learning, Mm -hmm. and that we're keeping this strong. And definitely, if you have any questions or comments on this part, please reach out, and I'd be more than happy to answer them. Have a great, great Shabbos. I will speak to you later.